A word to the wise. We are an explicit podcast tackling content with adult themes, as well as entering spoiler territory if you aren't caught up with us. Which is through the end of Jade City by Fonda Lee. Hey there, this is Cross. And I'm Aaron. And we are Words and Whiskey, a podcast for veteran and novice readers alike. We tackle fiction novels and love to talk about what we're drinking. You should think of us as your intoxicating weekly book club. In case you didn't know, we're actually recording this episode asynchronously. So Aaron and I are recording right now. And Ben and PJ and Thomas have already recorded. So we're we're just having a fun time on our own. Cheers. 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 It's better without them. Yeah, it's true. This is going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure they just shit talked the absolute God out of us. I Who can't knows? imagine. Yeah. Ben would never. I won't know until I edit it. He knows it, I listen, but... so. <laughs> and I know he doesn't listen. <laughs> he hates hearing yes. the sound of his own voice. And I love it. <laughs> Perfect. So as mentioned, today is the, the wrap up episode. We're going to give some overall thoughts on book one of the Greenbone Saga by Fonda Lee. So the three of us are going to be talking about the same questions led by Thomas. Thomas is going to lead Ben and I through these questions. And Crossland, at a later date, will be leading the same questions for Aaron. And then through the magic of audio editing, it will become a single episode. Magic. I don't know if he's going to have the pretense of making it sound like a single episode with all of us included. That's an undertaking and a half. I don't recommend that. Don't do that, Crossland. Survey says no. Or, <laughs> But if, <laughs> if we are okay with it being separate, it will be separate, but they'll, they'll be spliced together so the questions are all in the same space. It'll be fine. You'll hardly notice. All right. Should we talk about what we're drinking? I think we should. What are you drinking, PJ? I have some whiskey. It is Magnificent Beast. It is the Jackalope release from Crowded Barrel of Whiskey Tribe fame. I feel like that I think is I had it last time. a free ad I will tentatively allow because I haven't <laughs> heard of that brand. And so I, okay. it seems like a smallish endeavor. Fair enough. I am also drinking uh, whiskey. This is Hill Rock Bourbon. Solera is the brand, the variety, I guess. I don't know. It is delicious. Okay. Is all I know. Nice. I am back on my Casey Beer Co. Hefeweizen. It's a Bavarian style wheat ale. It's lovely. Very nice. Beautiful. So I guess now we can get into the, the chat, the questions. Let's yeah, do get it. Get into the, the meat and potatoes of the thing. Can I ask you two questions unrelated to this really quick? Right now, Absolutely. does it kind of feel like substitute teacher vibes? <laughs> <laughs> Slightly. Like maybe, but who's the substitute teacher? <laughs> Me. Like you? I'm sort of like I'm like the assistant coach and we're doing like, you know, the head coach has a doctor's appointment today. We're playing dodgeball for practice. <laughs> Mr. Crossland always lets us chew bubblegum in class. I don't think that's true. I will send you to the principal's office. <laughs> are you also the principal no i'm not the principal that's ridiculous right. that's crazy it does feel like dad's not here with cross on not being on the podcast yeah, a little bit we're a little loosey-goosey the second question is do we need a name for this triumvirate it's kind of an unprecedented trio we don't need to do it now i, I feel just... like 
this is this is this is the conspiracy corner it is actually, <laughs> to <yeah>. a certain <laughs> respect that is true the conspiracy triangle <laughs> i like that yes mm-hmm. okay well that's all the business i had i think we can leave uh, but- it's gonna be a quick one old told but before we go too far in here, let's talk about the featured cocktail. Erin, this is your speciality. Hi. So, it is. Ever since the video, is it still a meme when it's a video? I kind of. Yeah, it's still. It's a not meme. really a GIF. I call them all yeah. memes. The ladies of House of Dragon, you may know mm-hmm. it, talk about their favorite drink. And I'm easily talked into anything. So. The minute I heard that, I decided that I also loved Negronis. So mm-hmm. Cross and I both have Negronis today. It's equal parts gin, Campari, and vermouth. That's how I made mine. Yeah, no, generally no, sweet vermouth. No Prosecco but... for me. Yeah. I'm not really a lady of the House of Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I forget which one of them liked it with Prosecco. I forget names, which is, I think Emma D'Arcy, if that sounds correct. I don't know um, their real name, but yeah. Rainies, Rainieries, Rainies. Yeah, Rainieries, Rainieries. Quickly, it's devolving. No, Rainies is like the bitchy queen mom. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got grumpy old green gills, Allison. That's her name. It took me a second. Yeah, it's Which aptly sounds like maleficent to me mm-hmm. true um, yeah but i i like that they are friends in real life but and then i keep my vermouth in the fridge because you're supposed to did you know that yes yeah that is that is a thing that a lot of people don't know and it mm-hmm. is basically a bottle of wine that's just a little bit it's fortified a little bit better so you also if at home if you have old vermouth throw it away and get new vermouth yes. that's why it's not super expensive yeah. I didn't know it. The more you know. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I had no idea about what vermouth was. And even just the difference between sweet and dry. My mm-hmm. brother and I, just to go on the little tangent, I actually bought vermouth yesterday for this because I knew that we were going to be doing this. And uh, my brother accidentally broke the bottle, <gasps> setting the bag down. Yeah, what was he so... hulking out? Like, groceries. <gasps> yeah, exactly. We, we fully, We fully like loaded in. It should have been two trips worth of like stuff but we managed to get it all in one between the two of us to bring it up for his his housewarming thing and he stacked the bottles on top of a box of liquor with a bunch of other bottles in it and just stacked the bag on top and when he put it down it just rolled out of the bag and directly onto the ground and broke shattered on the concrete so you were the fuck up last week with the truck Mm -hmm. but now he's the fuck up yes yeah we traded but so i i use dry as opposed to sweet generally you'd use sweet but it's still I have no idea. I think mine was sweet. I don't like super sweet drinks. Mm-hmm. I, I like Negronis for their herbiness, a little bitter. I like the first drink to like kind of make me make a face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like, ooh, give me give me something interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm with that. Yep. Cool. Drink up, kids. All right. Drink up, kids. Make a Negroni. It's really easy. Even parts. Can't can't go wrong. I don't think I would have liked a Negroni. A few years ago. I think I'm maturing. <laughs> like the ladies of the house. <laughs> <laughs> maturing. I have a kingdom. Could be the memes. <laughs> I have a kingdom. It's called Howlerpod. Yes. <laughs> My domain. God, there. I was watching a how to drink video and he just makes excellent cocktails. He was talking about how as adults, we tend to go for like things like a Negroni later. 
because we kill our taste buds mm, <laughs> over and time. Our souls. Um, and so you're just looking for something kind of new yeah. and, and different. Yeah. And so your your taste buds kind of like that and latch onto it. So like complex cocktail love generally comes a lot later. Yeah. You know, in the lifespan yeah. I, I mean, I used to hate. Shit, sorry. <laughs> I threw it out the room. Nice. Yeah, so I used to love, or I used to hate IPAs mm. and, like, only drink light beer. But now light beer, like, doesn't taste like anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, I'm if I 100%. drink all heavy beer, then, you know, it's too many calories. I don't know. I yes. still do it. It is a lot of calories. That is one of the big differences between an IPA and a light beer. Like, oh, 100 calories or, like, 300 calories right. cool sounds great but yeah. which will you enjoy more mm-hmm. the problem is when you're binge drinking ipas right i would right. never yeah would never couldn't be caught dead <laughs> not me i didn't do that on saint patty's day nope you weren't green <laughs> not at all <laughs> i do have very strict instructions to ask you guys a series of questions i had some input into formulating them this one looking forward to it might be a little out of left field, I don't know. How do we feel about this book on the whole? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I hated it. I hated every minute of it and couldn't couldn't find a single piece of information that resonated with me and I'm glad that we're not reading the next two books in the series. <laughs> what would Podcast you do if that actually happened? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not worried about that happening. Okay. Because, like, and that that sounds dumb, but generally, I tend to find something that I like about almost everything that I consume. Sometimes I'll narrow-mindedly focus on the little nitpicky things that I don't like about something, and that feels frustrating even to myself, especially when I, like, get a little bit too drunk and start only talking about that on the episode. But in general, I tend to really like almost everything that i consume and i think also the sort of the fact of the matter is this whole podcast was built from the the relationship of crossland and i and him having books that he thinks that i'll like and he kind of knows me pretty well so i think for the most part i'm not too worried about finding something that i don't like i to to answer the question straight i really really enjoyed this book i am totally invested in this family this story all of the characters family or not and i'm really excited to see barrow be the protagonist of the next book okay ben i also really enjoyed it i i thought it had a great setting really great characters i think that it's got a great magic system. The jade is is super interesting. I almost wish we would have got more of that in the first book. But overall, yeah, like really, really enjoyed it. Excited to see where it goes. I feel like there's a lot of meat left on the bone. So that is exciting. To me, I think this format was a little different. Like going through the book a, a portion at a time and then talking about it was a different approach for me. So that was, that was interesting as well. I had a lot of fun with that. And then I think things that kind of, I guess there were, I guess if I was going to have any quibbles with it, like 
I had difficulty at first, like latching on to any characters just because I thought we were just jumping around all, all over the place a little bit. So it was a little scattershot, but I think some of that is also just like reading it in chunks and then talking about it, having to talk about it. So like if you're just reading the book at once, I think it, it'd probably have more of a focus than maybe it felt like. So that would probably be my only issue with it so far but otherwise i thought it was really exciting the political aspect to it was really cool the i'm in, i'm definitely invested in the characters especially by the end of the book they got me really hooked the action sequences that occurred like i said were really cool i would have loved to see more of them so i hope that we get some more of that in the next next few books mm. i will say that i i do think some of the issues you were touching on like not knowing the focus, not relating to the characters right away. I do think it was a product of the way that we do this yeah. show because I read yeah. these books incredibly fast. The last yeah. one I read in the day. So I feel for you guys already. Yeah. It was always frustrating to like stop. Yeah. At certain points when you wanted to know more and then, and then you're trying to talk about it at the same time. So it's like, right. uh, <laughs> you know, that adds to it as well. So, so yeah, I can definitely see that. I will say something that you brought up, Ben, resonated with me in that, like, the way that we do this show, like, obviously, there there are there are beats in the book, and it makes for either difficulty or ease of, like, deciding where to break up the chapters. But the way that we've been pitching this show for a long time has been sort of like a book club. And this this book is the first time it really felt like that for me because yeah. there's all these new faces at the table with us. So I really, I appreciate having both of you on as well as Aaron. And I mean, I can take or leave cross, but having, having more people here has been a lot of fun. It's definitely changed the dynamic of the conversations. I think for the better, or at least for the not worse like it's just different different yeah um and i am really excited about just the way that the rest of the series will go getting more invested into this this book series as a group is going to be a lot of fun i think agreed yeah i also i think and i will speak for at least the discord as well i know that for me and them having Aaron as an addition was also very crucial because just getting her opinion as, you know, a, a woman reading this and we're all dudes. So she just inherently has different takes, different reads on things. And that really helped me to contextualize differently. A lot of the relationships between characters. And so shout out Aaron, mm -hmm. who knows if she'll yeah. hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Think she'll listen. Definitely Maybe. not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All Right. Let's get into talking about this book here. Oh, is um, that why we're here? Yeah, I think uh, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't out. know. Yeah, we're we're having a good time. <laughs> Unlike those boys, whatever they're doing. Yeah. What would you <laughs> when we texted to plan this? Would you call it the the bitches hour or something like that? Oh, I can't probably. remember. What you I like said. to say mean things because I think it's funny. Yeah, Negroni sisters. Uh, oh, you hour. and me, Negroni sister type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I That's thought great. you were talking about those bitch boys. Oh, no, 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 us. <laughs> no, we're Negroni sisters. <laughs> yes, yes. But how, how do you, how'd you feel about the book on the whole? Obviously, you know, I was very excited for you in particular to read this book because I think it really aligns with your taste. And sure. I did, when we came up with this idea to do this, I was like, I just recommended it to you. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like, and don't read it. It was me recommending it that I was like, 
actually, we should see if they'll do the show. And I had to run it by PJ first, but. Yeah. He's agreeable. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) I really did love it. I think (laughs) this is definitely a slam on you and Thomas. I think Mm -hmm. the format of this show, like, mutes the excitement for the book because it is so, like, it's so stuttering. Like, I'm like, oh, pump, pump, pumped up. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to wait. And then, you know, (laughs) get back and get pumped up. And then you have to wait. So it's kind of like blue balls for a book. So I think if I had just, like, read it straight through, it probably would have been one that I, like, ate up in, like, a week as Mm -hmm. opposed to spread out. But nevertheless, I still loved it it does align with like all the stuff i like but it's not so similar to any exact book that it's not still exciting and you know i love any author that's willing to kill off main characters so you have no <laughs> comfort in plot armor mm-hmm. yeah and i think i think fonda Lee did a great job world building i love the dynamic of the magic system within a more modern society but not like in the future so yes yeah i i'm so i'm so glad that you loved it and yeah it it definitely so this book in particular was much trickier to break down than the rest of them because i like i wanted to give originally when i'd broken it up it was only going to be five episodes i think i've told this story a dozen times and then we ended up having a little bit more time and so i i spent more we spent a lot more time with lon week over week and i kind Mm -hmm. of broke that and i do think to your point it did it was not the usual momentum that I would put into like breaking up a book because I like a lot more momentum and build. But at the same time, I was like, well, I got to kind of make like the lawn thing feel like a big deal. <laughs> I so didn't feel I, great. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Felt pretty yeah. shitty. <laughs> felt pretty bad when he fell into the river. Felt pretty. And it felt, and I think even if we, it wasn't broken up, it felt like mm-hmm. he went out with a whimper and not a bang, you know? So it was like, oh, yeah. lawn. Lawn. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I'm I'm very excited for the next couple of books though, because while, you know, format of the show, of course, doesn't necessarily change, I think that they're paced better. I think the 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 whole section not only that, but this book spends a lot of time meticulously building the world Jade City mm-hmm. does. And now Jade Ward doesn't have to do that lifting. So the the book is just you know, it's just gonna go. So I'm excited. I can't even imagine where we're gonna go. Yeah. But- I don't know. I still want Aitmata to have more screen time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she's scary, I'm... but like I like it. Yeah, it's 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 that kind of scary. Like, yes, step on me. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're horrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. You're horrible. You're horrible. I love you. <laughs> yes. I've always been a fan of the, the villains, the villainess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited for what's to come. You know, it is tough right now not reading ahead. Right. <laughs> I've kind of thrown myself into The Last of Us. I'm, I'm, I jump on trains late. So mm-hmm. uh, that's perfect. That's filling my emotions. <laughs> Don't <laughs> watch it on the plane. Boy. You will cry. <laughs> yeah, you will cry. You will scream. It's going to be uh, a fun day. You never will be concerned. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be upset so our next question that we have here is would you choose to be a green bone and wear jade yes yep yeah and no question I, I would be like so stylish mm-hmm. like i and i would have them all embedded i'd be like 
decked out. You'd a hundred percent in bed, like oh, like Hilo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I I mean, by the time I was eighteen, I had like eight holes in my ears. You know, mm-hmm. put them in there. <laughs> <laughs> Just stick them in. Yeah, get them all in. And I like the collarbone idea, but I really like the like bracelets that Aitmata has, the swirling up mm. the arm thing. That's sexy. Yeah. Yeah. That idea of like it's spinning up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? I, I think I would. I think I would. Okay. Well, it, it feels like it's an interesting question to answer because I have more context than like more of a picture. Not saying that like that means, you know, that my answer is invalid. I think I would. I think that I would. You know, as much as I love and adore Hilo <clears throat> and whatnot, I feel like I'm in Andon's camp where I'd want a small amount of jade, like six stones, eight stones, something, something small. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would want to be decked out. Also, because that just makes you a target. And I kind of I kind of like a little bit of obscurity sure. myself. But yeah, I love I love like the the like this idea of sort of the the wealth and the fashion of it all though. So I think maybe I might buy some fake green stones and like wear it cool, wow. but have so less. You'd be a poser. Yes, absolutely. Did you have That's... fake gauges? Were you one of those people? <laughs> no, but that would be a great idea. No, they're a thing. <laughs> the... It's like the, the thing that goes through your ear is normal size, uh-huh. but then, you know, it's a black round piece and you like squish it down. So it looks like <laughs> weird. It looks like a gauge. Yeah. Interesting. But my uncle had real serious gauges. Yeah. Yeah. Does he still have them or did he have to get them? No, he got surgery to yeah. reconnect his ears. Yeah. yeah. De stretch them. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Well, if you're getting gauges, you're probably yeah. punk rock and, yeah. you know, don't answer to the man or whatever. Yeah. Like that's not, I mean, don't okay. Don't get a neck tattoo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. As long as you don't get a neck tattoo. Great call or a or- face tattoo. When I, I have a big tattoo on my back, when I was getting it, a really young guy came in and was getting a face tattoo. And from what I could tell, he didn't have any other tattoos. And it was so bizarre. He got it on his forehead. And I think it was what? like a religious thing. I don't know. What? I don't know. Oh, oh And I was no. like, can you not be like, no, I won't give you a face tattoo? Like as the artist. I just. Yeah. Sweet I baby. Know. Gotta wear makeup. Yeah. Cat, you're gonna have to do Cat Von D cover up makeup. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> boy. This this episode of us will be much more meandering than of the other boys. I'm sure. I'm sure they were just on it the whole time. <laughs> no one can beat my level of random thoughts. Yeah, they keep me company. I mean, but I but I think that the tat yeah they keep me company as well. I I, tar- <laughs> I try to write them down, and sometimes they turn into stories. But I don't know the. I love the idea too, just kind of talking about the fashion a little bit, since we kind of wandered down that with the tattoos, the way that it is wrapped into everything else. And like these people do have tattoos mm-hmm. in addition to this. And it's just so cool and evocative considering it kind of is an urban fantasy. I don't know. I, I just, I like that aspect. I didn't expect. I it, wonder if, you know. I wonder if, you know, you're all jaded out, studded up, embedded jade. And if you go to Espania or another country, if they think you're like a thug or something, you know, like they cross to the other side of the street when they see, <laughs> you know, the jade on mm-hmm. you. Like, I wonder, yeah. I wonder what, you know, they might see it as barbaric or something. Yeah. But it's cool. Maybe that's interesting to in- place like that prejudice on it a little bit. Prejudice might not be the perfect term for it, but you know what I mean? Have negative uh, connotations. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Right. Just kind of, you know, fearful. I don't know. If I saw a football player walking by, I would probably give a wide berth as well because I would be afraid of just getting knocked over on accident. He wouldn't even Has see that me. happened to you? <laughs> I don't know, but, you know. <laughs> they don't just walk around knocking people over. <laughs> they just, I don't know, they're really big. I feel like they might. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe. that's how it works, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They're just like the Kool-Aid um, man just busting through walls. Yeah, exactly. Like unaware of who's there on the other side. Can't help it. Getting hit by the bricks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> can't, can't help it. Can't be stopped. We've seen a few displays of the magnificent power of Jade. We've also seen a lot of the very real, very harrowing downsides. So with that in mind, I think I asked you guys this the first episode we did. Or the first real episode, at least. Would you want to be a dreamboat and would you want to wear jade? I think I would wear jade. I think it's too fucking cool not to. <laughs> I don't think I'd be a greenbone. <laughs> I don't think I'd like uh, dedicate my life to a clan, but I would love to be. What were the, what was the term? The um, luck luck bringer. Okay. Like I, I'd so like they... to be trained, but not be a warrior. <laughs> okay, that was actually I was gonna add that as. The follow-up, like the sub-question to this question is which side mm-hmm. of the clan you would want to be on. Yeah. Uh, so the Luckbringers are dedicated to the clan, but they're just not on the greener side as our Greenbone friends would say. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess that's what I meant as like not a... I, I'm, not, I'm not pledging my blood <laughs> so much. I, I'm not putting myself on the front lines. Okay. But... I totally, I totally wear jade. I think it'd be so cool to experience. <laughs> How would you wear it? I don't remember what I answered last time. Straight up, don't know if I answered yes or no. <laughs> I think you all said yes. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure we all said yes. PJ, how would you wear your jade? Oh, yeah, that was the answer. I said it Prince Albert, didn't I? You did. You did, <laughs> unfortunately. Now I remember that, yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that still the answer? No, not <laughs> genuinely. Um... <laughs> I don't think I'd go piercing. I think I'd go like a ring, like a series of rings, maybe, mm-hmm. um, or just one ring with like inset, like inversely inset jade. Mm. So it's contacting the skin. Okay, interesting. I would agree that I would definitely want to wear jade. I would also agree that I'm not, you know, up for that gang life at all, but. Maybe I could just be like a guy that hangs out and supports everybody else in their in their gang activities. <laughs> just kind of yeah. like a vibes guy. You got the orange slices ready. You're like, hey, um, you're like the ultimate pillman. You're just kind of chilling back. Yes. You're like, hey, man, great job murdering. Here's an extra jade stuff for you. I would definitely help them like pick up their stuff. I would politely take it off the dead bodies, though. I wouldn't like cut their fingers off and stuff. They were in a rush um, that time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do want to feel the power. And, and you know, if I need to defend myself, I want to have the Jade uh, abilities. Also, like, the idea of, like, perception sounds really cool and particularly lightness. Like, I would like to be able to jump really high. Those Those abilities appeal to me. So maybe I could just be kind of like a quick in and out type guy. I'm helping with perception good vibes but not necessarily like i'm i'm not made for it i know that for sure okay should i answer as well yeah absolutely say, my blood for the pillar 
Hell yeah, I'm wearing jade. <laughs> I'm on the horn side. I'm the horn, honestly. All right. Let's be real about it. <laughs> Let's go. This podcast right now. Oh, yeah, that would be me, though. I'd be all about it. Dane life. <laughs> Let's go. Mm-hmm. So you'd go like Greenbone all the way, like military side of it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, like, if you didn't get to choose mm-hmm. and you were placed somewhere, like after graduation, you chose to be on that side, but you didn't get to choose like finger or fist or right. anything like that, would you still do it? Yeah. Cause you, I mean, you have to start as a fist. Everyone knows that. And then, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm quite the worker. I'll work my way up. All right. All right. Perfect. He's willing to put in the work. Yeah. I don't want no handouts. Come on. <laughs> mm. not a, a nepo baby fair enough ben how would you wear your jade i liked Hilo's body stud situation okay. yeah i'm thinking i'm thinking something like that okay i think i would also do a ring for like at least one of them and this might be dicey to say but i would do the frank underwood like not on the table thing with the rain all the time mm. definitely do that mm-hmm. and then i'm not i don't like bracelets watches anything like that so i don't know what i would do with the rest of it uh, probably like chains, I guess, but I would definitely have at least one ring. Oh God, a watch would be so cool. I'm not a big ring cool. guy, so yeah, like maybe something on the wrist I could do for sure. Yeah, it, imagine just like a a super classy watch with like one <laughs> of the links or like a couple of the links. Oh, that would be the move. Our jade so fresh. <laughs> definitely, that would be so dope. <laughs> jade watch for sure. Yeah. Given the Greenbone question, of course, and choosing to be a Greenbone, which side of the clan would you be on? Mountain. Do you think? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not saying which which clan I should say, but which side of the clan? So, like, are you, you going mean? like fist, like street patrol? Are you Ooh. in Weatherman territory? Are you maybe like even considering White Rat? No, then I'd have to not have Jade. Right, you'd have to basically give up <laughs> most of the Jade. Yeah, right. To be a White Rat, don't you have to be a Stone Eye? I, you don't have to be a stone or... eye. Yeah. No, that's that's just her particular use. Oh, okay. yeah. I would. You know, I'd want to be like a horn or a street fighter, but I'd mm-hmm. be most useful like in the office probably. <laughs> I think you're fierce. I think we could put you on the street. It's funny. I, I think I am too until something actually happens. And you know, fly, fight, or, fight or flight Mine's freeze. That's what I do. I'm a freezer. Mm-hmm. I'm like a <gasps> can't breathe. <laughs> That's totally fair. So yeah, I'd be like a possum in the streets. So mm-hmm. therefore, I'd be more useful. But since this is all make believe, I would <laughs> want to be a finger and be in charge of little fists and only have to bring out on my jade on certain occasions. All right, fist of the clan. Mm-hmm. I love that. I feel like I would naturally gravitate towards a role in the weatherman side of the clan. I would definitely be doing something there. You do remember a lot of stuff. That would be my issue with being weatherman. I'd be like, what What was I feel like I'd go green bone bone lawyer. I think that'd be the move or something like that. Yeah. Maybe a politician. No, I don't think I would go that route of like, what's his name? Not Hami. Hami's the lawyer. I mean, Tumishan's the lawyer, yeah. And not Wun Papi Danwa. I'm thinking Son Tomorrow. Yeah. Son Tomorrow. Yeah. I'm I don't still think I would be like a Son Tomorrow. Of yeah. Wun Papi Danwa. Mm. 
Interesting. I am. I don't have any insider information. I just have a feeling. I don't like when an author makes a point to say that someone is flawless because no one's flawless. So if she's making such a point that he's so steadfast, it means he's going to prove us wrong. Hmm. Okay. All right. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if now that you're alone, maybe I can get more info out of you. <laughs> now that everyone else is in here, let's let's try no, to pick cross. Just tell me. No one will know. No, I'm not going to do that because other people listen to the show. No one will know. How, how no will one they will know? know. I know that they ran their own little conspiracy corner to to round it out. So we'll we'll uh, pick your brain at the end of this. Okay, just to, that's to my biggest that. one, but. I'm going to, we'll, we'll come back to Woon. As we touched on it through, yeah, through this book, through this season, through this event, whatever we're calling it, Jan Loon is a unique setting for us and it's terms of our, in terms of our experience as readers. And so I'm wondering, Cross is also wondering, but I'm here right now, what do we make of Jan Loon as a location? Do we like the setting? Is it enticing to us? Do you want to know more about it? I would say definitely. This is one of my favorite book settings in a while i feel like it's just you know like very intriguing creative there's a lot there there's like this whole history that it feels like it has that you could learn about that's not there in the books but it's all there in the subtext and yeah i i that's probably one that's probably my single favorite aspect of this book so far is is the setting yeah i'm going to totally agree and i'm going to agree by like saying something that feels like a disagreement and it's that <laughs> i just want more of it like and like that's such a good feeling but like you mentioned ben it, it's so the setting is dripping in context yeah and in like subtext mm-hmm. but there, there's not a lot of very like overt explanation of the world like like you've come to expect from fantasy realms and fantasy stories in general like you expect sort of a sprawling over wordy explanation of the of the setting and of the realm and of each individual city and the map mm-hmm. and everything at all and i love that truly i do but it's totally okay that it's not here and it's so well done of every little bit of story it gives us a little bit more of the setting and a little bit more of the city and this island in general and the world at at large yeah i'm I am clamoring for more. <laughs> I think it's because we get all of the revelations about the location and about the city and its history and the country and its history and the world and its history naturally that makes it feel more real and mm-hmm. makes you want to know more and makes you feel like you're there. Especially considering our protagonist family is so just weaved into the history or at least the modern mm-hmm. history of this city that it's hard to explain what's happening with this family without also explaining what's happening with the city yeah that is one aspect that fonda definitely crafted just masterfully throughout the book and you can tell she just did a really good job with that yeah she was fucking cooking this whole book it's so good (laughs) but following this up obviously We've touched on a few times throughout this season how Janloon is a different sort of setting than the ones that we're used to in our typical fantasy worlds and science fiction worlds. What do you think about the city? What do you think about KCON as a country on the whole? What what about the environment excites you, you know? It seems like a nice place. I mean, if, if you're in the nice part of town, I guess. Not in the armpit. <laughs> I like yeah, it tropical. 
island weather climate. I like humidity because I have very dry skin. So I'm okay with the hot humidity. So I think I would thrive there. You know, mm-hmm. I really like the relationship with the lantern men and the, we get a good feel for the whole city just by being at the twice lucky and like being in the restaurant. Yeah. I like it. And I think it's set up really well. I think Fonda sets us up really well to see the difference of the Island versus the bigger countries. So yeah, Yeah. it seems, it seems like it would make for a good show or movie. Very cinematic. It is. It's picturesque. Like you can totally visualize a lot of the different things, like the the pull carts being dragged through next to cars, and just sort of that visualization. I think mm-hmm. of the streets of Jan is very cool. Can't wait for it to eventually be adapted. You know, originally when we announced this, it was still being slated. I think for Paramount Plus or something like that. And they oh, is it really? I didn't know that. It. it was, but they since axed the production. They uh-huh. couldn't get it out of some early stages. But I believe it's been reoptioned somewhere along the lines. But how how often does this happen? Because like we're going through the same thing with Red Rising. How often are books like almost being turned into shows over and over again? You know, a lot. So the the process of how much do you know about the process of optioning? Just so that zero mansplain. Okay, cool. So optioning is basically what what happens is like an author of a work is approached to sell their stuff so that it can be made into a show. The studio or producer then buys the rights or the option to turn it into something. And there's generally a time frame on that option. So they have like three years to make it into a thing. At the end of the option, the rights revert to the original owner, unless there are some other conditional contractual phrases and stuff like that. So they, they pay a big chunk up front just for the ability to even consider making it. And then they, you know, eventually often the rights revert on these kind of things. So Fonda got paid basically to probably sit in some meetings and try to make it happen while they were looking into it. But, you know, still still got paid for it. So, yeah. Okay. And it's always a risk. Mm -hmm. Like, is it better or worse to have your book become, you know, like a bad TV show? (laughs) You know, like The Magicians was... I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't love the book. I liked it, but then the show was unwatchable. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very different, very CW. And yeah, and it it didn't. I didn't feel like it went with the tone of the book. The book was very dark, you know. And mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just one example of like, would it have been better to not ever be a show? I mean, Witcher is a great example too, right? Like, Witcher uh-huh. is a fun TV show, but it is not Ooh, very, a nice, not immediately a reminiscent. Nice TV show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. So sad. But I, I think that to that point, any any publicity is good publicity, and it's not like the author yeah. doesn't get paid in the end anyway. Right. Uh, I'm sure more people so. who might not have read it, like the magicians, for example, will then read it because of the show. So, right. I don't know. A, a good. A good example recently that I can think of, I don't know if you ever read them, but the Knife of Never Letting Go books, Mm -mm. it's a trilogy. It's a wonderful trilogy of books, was adapted into a movie called Chaos Walk, which has Tom Holland and whoever played Rey, I can't remember her name, in Star Wars. 
Um, oh, yeah. But it had those two as the leads and uh, Mads Mikkelsen as the villain. And it was a terrible adaptation. But the book sales went way up during okay. the period in which it was released. And it wasn't even it wasn't a financially successful movie either. So movie. just natural boost on the book okay. sales for a decade old series. So, yeah. Makes sense. But, you know, as book lovers, I'm yeah. sure we I want it to be everyone, good. You know, I wanted yeah. it to be good. There's so many times I see a movie, even just of a novel, and you're just like, you know, you want so bad for the movie to p- portray how good the book is, you know, and it's mm-hmm. it's so hard. It's such a hard job. Obviously, you have less time and, you know, so much harder to do any internal monologues. And yeah. Yeah. So. Number one concern for Red Rising there is that. Oh my and gosh, I think it, that. Yeah. By comparison, Fonda Lee's writing style actually lends itself a little bit more naturally to something cinematic because it's a lot less in the head. So, yeah. But like, and this might be controversial, but I absolutely love Stephanie Meyer, author of Twilight, (laughs) wrote The Host. I loved The Host. I loved the book and I love the movie. Like, I never watched the movie. I should do that. I absolutely. And I I will like rewatch the movie still. And they did set. They did a great job of because a lot of it is internal and it's like internal dialogue between two people you know mm-hmm. spoilers and they did a really great job yeah so there cool. are ways to do it i'm glad yeah. you love the host yeah i really I do i love the like yeah. idea of it i love you know any alien invasion of any type so <laughs> It's, yeah, it was cool it was story. a unique spin on a great concept. You yeah, know? That's, yeah, I was super down for it. Okay, um, we can still be friends. Yeah, <laughs> most people like Bach because they're like Twilight. I'm like, I also liked Twilight when I read it back when it came out. Yeah, Zoom, right. Sue me. And my sister loved Twilight, but my dad read the host, and he was like, "This is really good. You got to read this." And so yeah. I was totally in on it. Hey, your your dad yeah. and me can be friends. This brings us into I think our trickier questions here looking back on jade city as a whole what if any favorite moment do you have my favorite moment was definitely no peak coming down from the mountain and fucking up the casinos and just shay being pissed Mm -hmm. and putting back her and putting her jade back on i just that whole whole moment was just like so triumphant especially after losing lawn like is what we needed and <laughs> it just felt like perfect and i love that they like kind of pulled a fast one on gaunt in the mountain at that mm-hmm. moment so that was definitely my my favorite moment yeah that's i think that's my answer too but i i will try to find another one for the sake of highlighting other great great points the the confronting of call sen after Doru's released. Okay. Just the seeing him in that state of obstinance and and frustration and he's this powerful powerful man. He's the torch of Kekon. He is so incredibly important to this family, to this city, to this country, to this world. And he like it kind of feels like a moment of lucidity for him, but not in a great way, you know, like it, it really just highlights all of the negative points of 
why they're in this position to begin with. He's incredibly strong. He's incredibly convicted. But he's not what this clan needs right now anymore. He's also not in great health. And it can be pretty easy to, I think, diminish that sort of outburst as senility. Is that the word? I think so. But I think it's lucidity, and I think he's just not totally connected with what's been going on and is trying to lead as though he's still the leader and as though he's still fully informed. And it was it was heartbreaking and powerful and emotional and complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a very... That was a great family moment, yeah. Very grown up, a very mature reader take for you to have pj yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's not me as a person i'm not a grown <laughs> <out> person apparently <laughs> he's all grown up <laughs> i think mine without a doubt actually i don't know why i said i think mine is the duel the helo's death of consequence which mm. he survives mm-hmm. because we get helo being really cool all the build-up to that chapter and then Andin just going full goblin mode on him. It's really hard not Didn't to shout they that talk one about out too. Yeah, the history of Death of Consequence in the beginning. Yeah, um, and has, has there ever been? Gaunt Ash is the only known survivor before that, right? And now okay. it is Hilo. Yeah. Fucking cool. Pretty fucking cool. That is pretty rad. So moving on, kind of from from that regarding Jan Loon and adaptation, yes. of which I love that we spiraled that direction. What was your favorite moment or favorite moment of the story? What what were some that like sit with you? Ooh, I love the Hilo and in bait and switch action mm-hmm. huzzah moment. <laughs> the twice lucky, yeah, that's killer moment. I didn't see that coming at all. So I love being surprised in a good way. And then it ended up working, which is happy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I also loved like scary Aitmada confronting Shay at the temple. That's my favorite moment. I like that sinister, mm-hmm. scary woman. There's a lot of favorite moments. I I love the opening of the book. It was explosive, mm-hmm. you know, and it like threw you right in, and you don't Bear even row. know who the main characters yeah. are yet, you know? Yeah. What else? There's a lot of them. I like the, this isn't a moment, but picturing like the nice cars and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know cars, but you picture like a Ford 1950s something. <laughs> yeah. He's like Duchesse es- Prisa. And I, yeah. You get like maybe nice Chrysler Escalade, you know, you get yeah. kind of in the, that upper, but not like, we're not talking Ferrari or going in that no, direction. Like, you know, Porsches, maybe. Like a but... badass, nice car. Mm-hmm. Fast and yeah. furious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, those are probably the biggest standout moments that I can think of off the top of my head. But there's there's a lot of them. There was one in every episode, you know. Yeah, we did kind of build them around, you know, the moments. The favorite moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a favorite yeah. moment? Mine is definitely the temple scene. That oh, really? That is yeah. my favorite moment. I was so glad that you brought it up because that is the one that resonates with me the most clearly because you have just a great 
dynamic moment between two different women leaders among these these rival clans and the sort of like bared honesty of Ait in that moment when she's often just very veiled and secretive and kind of at a distance, of course, and we kind of just see her puppeteering. Mm-hmm. It's just so cool for her to be like, all right, here's what's going down. You have an out. You can get out if you want. And if you don't, get if out. not, I'll oh, fucking you're kill have you. to fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. And she's saying that <laughs> there beneath the gods because obviously she doesn't give a shit. And even that's pretense for her. I just remembered another favorite moment while I was listening, mm-hmm. very much listening. It was the mining. I like to picture the like mining of jade and the like mm. signage, like do not proceed. Um, yeah. Just that that yeah, image that of, was that is a really good moment. You're yeah. right. And and Going just thinking of mind. like the how real like a warning sign of you know you shall not pass is. Mm-hmm. And then, like, put it in that context where, and then Shay explains, like, yeah, I could go down there and immediately go insane, you know? Mm-hmm. That was cool. That's cool to see how the whole world is built around this operation. Mm-hmm. I I remember, so I we've talked about this on the show before, but my stopping point when I originally read it was before that moment. And in my second pass of this book, when I hit that moment, I was in. Like that was one of the moments that just like grabbed me and pulled me in for the entire story. So just because I loved that context, it was something that I hadn't considered before. Like, what are the economic impacts of all of these things and decisions? And like, like you said, the way that the culture is kind of built around it, the whole world. So that we know. Oh, so good. Such a good book. So good. So good. We, as a words and whiskey family, we've had a tumultuous, tumultuous tumultuous how do you say i said it that time tumultuous Tumultuous. you got it relationship yeah with these characters it's been up and down but it's come around at the end and so i asked you who sits out as your favorite character i'm gonna say my favorite character is shay I, i enjoyed her journey probably the most and like her development throughout the book and she was the one that i felt like I understood the most so throughout the whole whole book and so I just really liked her. I, I love how smart she is. I love that she's an amazing fighter. I love that she's the weatherman now so and like that she's able to come up with the schemes and and actually help No Peak be successful. So I'm really looking forward to her continuing to develop and like her chess match with Aipmata that I feel like is going to come up here. Really looking forward to that as well. So Shay is going to be my choice for sure. There are so many good answers to this. Shay's up there for me as well, especially maybe surprising considering my like early frustrations with her character, but all of them have been reversed and like she's such a great, such a great character. Andon is another standout, someone wholly like, like he is the, the prophesized one to a certain degree. Like he is overly sensitive, but in a good way he has the conviction to stand against anything that has ever been done in a ceremony before and refuse to take on his jade i think that's going to make for a really complicated story going forward and i like i respect him for holding that like for making that decision for himself and holding true to it even after being confronted by hilo afterwards andon's awesome 
I think with more time, Wen will be a favorite as well. We just didn't get enough of like her actually speaking for herself and like being herself and expo like displaying her like her strengths and her abilities. Like we just haven't gotten enough of that yet. But when we do, I think she's going to stand out as one of my favorites as well. But for now, my answer is going to be Andon. I like make Win as a character to look out for, for sure. That's a good call out. Mm. Excellent. What about you, Thomas? Choices. Am I allowed to say? I mean, mm. we know he's a Hilo stan. I am a Hilo stan. Hilo is my, it, even like my first <laughs> read, Hilo, before I died to the other books, was my favorite. <laughs> I should I say will, I should give a quick shout out to Sean. Uh, I mean to Lon as well, was, just because he only got a half a book though. So I don't feel like he can be a, a favorite character, but I, I guess he could. But okay, so when I first read it, Lon's death gutted me, and I don't know if it's because yeah. like I also have a younger brother and sister. The age gap age gap isn't that big, but like you know, I'm four years younger than or Jesus Christ, four years older than my brother and. You know, I was, I'm the best. What are you going to do about it? So there was a lot of similarities and then he's done. And I was just like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And then PJ, let me know if this is out of line. If I delve into my opinion on a reread. Nah, go for it. Rereading, which this time again, different experience. But when I reread in between to kind of prepare for this series of words and whiskey with you guys, I was mm-hmm. like, Lon, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like there's a lot of yeah stuff that i can see that for sure with hindsight yeah i I think that is sort of the beauty of this format of novice and expert Mm -hmm. is like a lot of the people that are going to be listening to this book have gone through reread or Mm -hmm. listening to this podcast are are people that have gone through rereads or are going through a reread of this book and i think that opinion totally 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 deserves to live within here so don't feel bad about like going against our like first time reader gut reactions to things like you can you can have nuanced experienced opinions on things mm-hmm. yeah i definitely had sure. to throw into that because i i definitely didn't say enough the first like two episodes so i was scared <laughs> to have opinions on things and steer you guys mm-hmm. at all I mean, sure. There's there's probably a fine line to to walk. I don't know what that line is. Crossland could answer that question better. I don't think so he's not Johnny Cash. No, no he's not very good at most things. Wow. For our guy, Cross. <laughs> Gentlemen, we have a document. It's extensive. I'm I'm not going to be shocked by your answer here, but we we have to ask it. We're asking it to everyone. Favorite character. What's, who's your favorite character? You're not going to be shocked. I'll be shocked because I'm not even ready. I don't even... Oh, I uh, thought you were just going to say Ait Mata off the cuff. See, no, like, I'm, that's not, her. <laughs> I'm not like so with the baddies. I like to be controversial. Huh. It, Gaunt? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's your controversial take. Um, Although Gaunt in the end is very cool when you, we start so to get cool. his perspectives. He's it's cool the whole time great. with his scarred arms. That's badass. Mm-hmm. Never wear yeah. sleeves, buddy. Yeah, sleeves are bullshit. <laughs> I feel like Shay is becoming my favorite character now that she's doing what I want her to do. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I was kind of like, 
Okay, come on. But I, I like how naturally she's taking on her role in how she's a badass fighter, but also super smart. Mm-hmm. She's probably my favorite. I still like Sweet Baby Andin, even mm-hmm. though the end of the book made me like him a little less, but we'll see. Maybe yeah. you proved me wrong. Those are all good pulls, in all in all honesty. I I think that I would be hard-pressed to not say that my favorite character in this book is Lon, just because he mm-hmm. you really kind of you get a great picture of what's expected and then like how they're going to have to deal with that because he was like the expected type of leader and obviously Hilo's going to fuck shit up and be completely mm-hmm. different which I think is great and I think he as a character as an older brother I relate immensely to Lon and Lon's struggles with the siblings and how you handle those things Cross you got to get off the shine I've been telling you I you know what I love <laughs> my Negroni so much it's so good <laughs> really tasty i don't know i should have made should have made a double <laughs> i'm proud of myself you know when you're hung over <laughs> from a certain drink it's hard to drink it the next day so very true <laughs> which is good. why not having a beer still uh, yeah no i i really i i'm with you like it, i think one of the things that i love about the story so much just is the characters like we were saying you know gaunt is you can kind of, especially because you're already empathizing with people that are definitely criminals, you can see where Gaunt's coming from and why he does what he does. Even to Mr. Rune and the staff and the way that he kind of walks in is just menacing, but positive. And yeah. Oh, yeah, I should have said Mr. Rune is my favorite. Mr. Rune is pretty squid great. Balls. He makes those nice, nice squid balls. I think, man, I, I wouldn't. Eat so them. Miles sent me a message <laughs> last night at uh, 1130. And as mentioned before, very drunk and mentioned the type of squid balls that they probably are. So I'm going to see if I can pull it up because he was Miles listening coming to the episode. Through. Miles coming through. I'd made mention. I think we're going to Miles. This is your formal invitation while you're listening to this <laughs> to come on the show and be a guest during one of the wrap ups. Let's see. We love Miles. Here. He comes we down do here for Miles. work and we go to dinner. One time we played the Red Rising game that Miles was an artist on on the cards. and He, he taught yeah. us how to play. <laughs> I still so I have the game I still haven't played it and I don't like I brought it over to my parents place and we were totally planning on it because they've read the books too and I can't I think we ended up as you may mention of earlier we ended up playing uh, a trivia murder party for just like three hours straight because it's just so easy to get sucked in it's that's an easy game it doesn't take much thought it does make me feel stupid when I have to do the math fast (laughs) yes the the tapping math one I can't do like I can't do panic math yeah like, i need neither. like i need a calm environment mm-hmm. we're talking yeah. of course about the party pack what's it called jackbox, jackbox party pack yeah party pack i think it's like five five and i i have six three. i think it's on multiple ones yeah because there's trivia murder party one and two and i bought yeah. it on my fire stick which i now have apple tv but i have to keep the fire mm-hmm. stick for when I want to play Jackbox. <laughs> and then I have to plug the fire stick back in and remember how to use it. Oh, no. I own, I own them on three different platforms now because I just... Different different times call for different things. Sure, sure. Yeah. If you don't but have it, this is not an ad, it. and Thomas isn't here to shut us down. You should buy <laughs> the Jackbox Murder Mystery Party. It's super fun, and everyone so loves it. Good. Even people who say they hate games, they mm-hmm. love it, too. Yeah, it's maybe Absolutely. a little scary. 
if you have kids. it is it is a little jumpy but you can actually turn that down in the options so no, if like it's it. a little too jumpy you, like for you, you can change it i i'm fine with it yeah i don't care but other people sometimes are sensitive so i turn it on for the sensitive mm. folks but takoyaki balls is what he was imagining them as similar to uh, which are like fried dough balls so they're like kind of round and might have like a cinnamon glaze on them or something similar okay um, so yeah i but fucking love barrow no you don't i love to hate <laughs> barrow so much i um, see i could do without barrow mm, really yeah like entirely yeah he's annoying <laughs> okay he just right. never does the right thing. He's selfish. He's a dick. He slashed Sampa's tires. He's unforgivable yep. and oh, absolutely, a thorn in yeah. the shoe. Yeah, I I think the reason that I like Barrow, love to hate Barrow, even is because he is that thorn in the side. But at the same time, it gives us the sort of grounded perspective that's outside of the clans that otherwise I think we're kind of missing in a real way as people kind of chase the opportunity that Jade seems to bring. So I, I like it, but he, you know, and it's, it's just this idea of bringing out the most vile bits of a, of a human, of a person, definitely a piece of shit, definitely don't like him conventionally, but I appreciate why he's in the story. See, this makes me think that, He's likable in the future. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not trying to say that at all. He's he's not. He's irredeemable. Oh, I think he is irredeemable. For the record, (laughs) I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to give you any kind of spin on that. I just in in the same way that I think you know, comparing this to Red Rising for just a brief second without spoilers, the sequel trilogy brings in those other perspectives from other colors, and that feels like it's grounding you in a way. Barrow does that for me in this story, where if we were just inside of the people of the clan's heads, I think I would have a little bit of a tougher time. We do get flashes of like Mr. Una and a couple of other people, but I think that that's why I like Barrow's because there's consistency to him and we can kind of see, even though I don't like him. Okay. No, I. That's that's kind of what I'm going for. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. We see more of the underbelly of the city. Yeah. Definitely annoying. Definitely messy definitely um, gonna fuck some more shit up before we're done with him definitely fucking more shit up we have one question left on this document i have another question in my bad pocket i'm gonna ask you guys after but final prepared question if you could share a drink with any character who would it be and why i have an immediate answer go <laughs> ahead <laughs> mr une <laughs> Dog, me too that's a good one that was my <laughs> dude <laughs> He has he has seen so much mm-hmm. <laughs> from multiple different clans just from living in this city. I think he would have such insane stories to tell. His perspective would be great. He's got like he you get a little gossip t- style perspective from him. I bet. And of course we're getting cr- yes. crispy squid balls <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> during this drink. <laughs> I bet if you could like say the clans fell or something and there's no threat of this getting out. But if you get like two shots of Hochi in Mr. Une, he's flapping his gums and he's got the <laughs> yeah. gas. He's got the tea. <laughs> Plus the food. My mind awesome. did not go there, but, but that's a great call. Yeah. I was going to say Hilo just because I feel like he'd have the best, like it'd be fun to hear his war stories. Mm-hmm. 
and like yeah. tell me about some gnarly gang fights and like some time that you went downtown and cracked some mountain skulls. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now that good. you said Mr. Une, I feel like that's <laughs> even better. I think those are my top like we can two. get we can get that and we can get some like green bone stories, but we can also get some some city person perspective and gossip about the clans from Mr. Une as well. Yeah, I think those what was, uh, leap out as the top oh, two, though, right? Like, the mates would probably be too... Vi- like, you're getting in fights if you're with the mates, probably fighting the mates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shay, they don't seem like storytellers, either. <laughs> probably not that fun. She might be. Yeah. Andin would be the worst. <laughs> yeah. Sampa? We don't know enough, <laughs> in my opinion. Barrow would not be fun. He would just start... No, he'd be, like, Barrow, full Barrow chewing on bad immediately. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Would Lon? I feel like Lon. I mean, he wouldn't have a lot to say. He'd be too guarded. I feel like, yeah. I think he'd be dead. That too. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. No, he alive. He'd be pretty fun. Any of the old guard, Doru or Carlson, would be just antagonistic and like. Carlson. I've had I've had drinks with my grandparents before. Like. Some of them are fun to have have conversations with. Some of them are not. It's kind of a roll of the dice. I feel like Tall Sen just immediately starts flaming you, like just roasting you to death. Oh, for One sure. One shot, and he's just like, you're pathetic. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I would not feel good about myself walking out after that one. What about Shay's ex? What was his name? Gerald. Oh, fuck Gerald. Gerald. I, I'm sitting here <laughs> this guy's name on the podcast. <laughs> Or the Espenian, like, general that Make Wen makes contact with? Yeah. The fuck is his name? It doesn't matter. It, none of the conversation would be about anything that we've had <laughs> I don't conversation wanna. about. Make Wen, duh. That's a, that would be a great... She'd be a great Hane. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. She, I she'd feel like she'd the, have, like, some low-key gossip, but then also, top. like, very great insights, and it'd just be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Final question before we do Conspiracy Corner here. If you could share a drink with any character, who would it be and why? Just one. I, just one drink or one just character? One. one character. Many drinks. I would definitely party with Hilo. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's a good time. I think so. Uh, yep. I think that's not a bad thing. <laughs> What, why would you do Hilo? I bet he'd have some badass stories. He could show me all his scars. He's like, it's pretty rowdy and fun when you get him drunk. He could show mm. me some cool green bone skills. I don't mean sexually. <laughs> <laughs> like he could show me how high he can jump. That'd be fun. Yeah. But no, I think Hilo would have the widest range of like bar talk stories. Sure. That makes sense. I I think that's a great pick for that reason. I was thinking, and it's so important to just think about it just as this book. I was thinking Andin and like, just like sit at like a table and play like card games and chat with Andin while like, while having a drink, I think would be really fun because I think he's incredibly insightful. Yes. And yeah. You know. I don't. I don't agree. Just because he likes such a bad time. 
<laughs> I think I think it would be a bad time. I'm having trouble not pulling in a little he's bit of the so, second book in my brain. He's just so mopey. But, yeah. mm-hmm. He's such a sad boy. It'd be like sad drinking. I want Aaron, have- I have a collection of sad boy records immediately to my right. Boy. You've seen the inside I'm of my closet. To- I'm wearing a Blink-182 t-shirt. What are you... <laughs> Yeah, I'm wearing an Emily's Bachelorette Party shirt that has beers on it. That's what I'm going for. And that I really am. Like, yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and that's, yeah, Hilo and I could be frat boys together. Yeah. I would also drink with Hilo. I think that that is the better pick. But my first instinct was Anvin. I feel like Hilo could like put me up on his shoulders and mm-hmm. you know we could like beer bong it like oh in tandem. yeah 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 you know yeah he that's interesting cake stands on his own like no one holds his most feet. fun to drink with is not the way that i expected this question to go <laughs> but i do like it <laughs> well you said who would you want to share a drink with i'm sure you meant like yeah. and have a insightful conversation and i'm like no who would who would get like you know we we could like mm-hmm. burn the restaurant down while we walk out yeah, right. Exactly. You would you would absolutely burn the restaurant down. You'd go to somewhere in the mountain area and, and show up, do a beer bong, and then light it on yes, fire. Yes. <laughs> Sounds fun. It does sound like a fun time. Yeah, like anyone, uh, like Lon, Shay, Andon, they, you know, they'd be like a good friend or a good mm-hmm. combo, but not like a good time. <laughs> Not a party. Yeah, no, I totally get that. That's that's a great call. Part of me, uh, again, I was I was thinking through this very differently, and I love I love that you brought that to this. Given that parameter, I think in this book I would pick Gaunt because I think you would get the war stories. You could um, touch his scars. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I would touch the scars. I have a bunch of scars. They don't feel different. I don't know. <laughs> They're like My running down his big up. biceps. I would touch his skirt. Yeah, okay. yeah, of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> What's this one? <laughs> What's this one? Can you tell me about this one? And he's like, they're all from Can that one this? time where everyone tried to fucking kill me. <laughs> Literally all of them. All of them. Just, oh, except for that one. That one on the inner arm. That brings us to the end of the prepared dossier, the prepared questions, our notes, our thoughts. But... I feel like something we'd be remiss to leave here without doing is for me to ask you guys, what do you think's coming up next? What do you think Jade War has in store for us? I mean, just based on the title, it sounds like shit's going to hit the fan. But I think that not necessarily just going to be the clans. I think that hmm. I think that there's going to get I think there's going to be outside influences are going to start getting involved here. Like Seems like the Aspinians are going to be a part of it. And I would anticipate Jade War referring to like many nations warring, not just like the clans warring. Yeah. And I think many nations, I think clans, not just No Peak and Mountain, but I think the fact that Mountain Clans Horn has been killed and No Peak broke Aisho by like this deception in this death of consequence. I think they broke Aisho, right? Your Honor, do we have any witnesses who can speak on this? <laughs> I ain't seen nothing. That's a good point. Did anyone survive? 
other than Hilo and Andon? I don't. To my recollection, no. Okay, so maybe it that, sounds like maybe some say, mountain like, fingers scattered, but I don't know. Andon's classmates yeah. seem to have. They knew he was there. It's unclear if they knew he killed people. They did call him Jen. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't really know what happened. If that gets out, though, if that information gets out somehow, that it was like an unsanctioned, dishonorable death of consequence, mm-hmm. I'd wonder if some of the smaller clans that No Peak had like absorbed would fracture. Like, I wonder if this whole thing is a spider webbing fracturing of all of the like clans and like sub clans of Mountain and No Peak, and like chaos ensues there. But then the the Spenians come in, and like it's going to be a war on multiple fronts in multiple like scopes. Okay, I think. So you think it's the ultimate showdown? I think there's. I think there's a lot going down. Okay. Yeah. And those are fair reads, fair takes on the situation. What do you think's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you when I hadn't read it, based on Star Wars, you know, the red title card in Star Wars, the Clone Wars usually meant Darth Maul is going to be fucking shit up and a lot of people are going to die. And so I saw the red cover of Jade War and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to get real. I was like, Darth Maul? <laughs> all right so the final question of course is returning to our conspiracy corner and what you're thinking and what's on your mind going into the next book well where's your head at for sure William Papadonwa is a fucking spy he's an insider for the mountain 100% okay I think we will see the death of Carl Sen at some point just of old age I don't see him like going out in a blaze but maybe that'd be cool if someone like robs the house and he like fucks them all up and then like dies from the exertion barrow robs the house yeah yeah (laughs) that'd be cool and call kills barrow best case scenario and then he dies himself also best case (laughs) yeah goes out of here let's get rid of all the bad times what's what's the old weatherman's name i'm blanking doru doru okay i think that he might prove himself useful, like he betrayed us, but now maybe he's helping. Mm-hmm. I kind of think we'll see, you know, a conflict of like, do we trust him or not? But he's he is actually helping. These are all very unsubstantiated thoughts that I'm currently coming up with. That's kind of the point, you know, it's yeah. just like what's top of mind. Yeah. And then I don't know what to think about Andon. He's just... I don't know if he'll be around. I don't know. He might go into obscurity for a while in this book. I think Shay and Hilo. What would will obscurity kinda... mean? Yeah. Obscurity, like he doesn't accept the jade. He kind of disappears. We don't know where he is. Maybe okay. he's in Espenia or something. We like barely hear about him. We all kind of forget about him. And then like when we need him, he like comes back kind of like shaded. I think when it will become more and more of an asset and more and more of a important person in the narrative. Yeah. And then I don't know. I see Shay, Aitmada, Hilo kind of, you know, they're on a like sharp trajectory right now. So I don't see them changing course. Okay. Towards, that, you know, that makes all sense. out war. 
and conniving and fighting and, you know, brute strength. That, that makes sense to me. I curiously want to ask what you think, who, not who necessarily, because we don't really have any names to go off of or anything like that. But what type of person do you think the mountain will get as the new horn? Like, like, do you expect someone similar to Gaunt? Do you think more Hilo? Is it going to go make? What type of personality do you think is going to come into that role in the mountain? I guess someone similar to Gaunt and Hilo is what I would expect. But since you asked the question, <laughs> it well, makes me, me think it's not that. <laughs> it's just an interesting void, right? Like it's a, you know, Hilo is very different than make Ken. Yeah, make Ken is in the role as right. the Pillarman. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe she'll get a strong lady and then they'll be the lady leaders. Mm. And then Shay will be like, I got to get me more lady leaders. Bring one up into her inner circle. Yeah. That'd be nice. Cool. Do you think Hilo will find out about Wen's actions or anything like that? Yes. Okay. And I think it will be a big fight. Big fight. Yeah. Big old, big old fight Get between the two of them, wife. or including Shay. Yeah. Yeah. You think I know, it'll include it's tough. Shay? I love, yeah. I love Hilo apart from Wen, but I really don't like Hilo and Wen, <laughs> which you know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I think. Hilo will be very, very mad at Shay and then feel betrayed by Wen. Yeah. What was your exact question? Sorry. No, that's that was pretty much it. That was that was kind of the that was the gist of it. Yeah. So I think it'll yeah. be like a you need to leave and cool down, Hilo, because you're freaking out. Yeah. Fair. And the Make Brothers will be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't yell at my baby sister. Don't do that. Leave <laughs> <laughs> her alone. I think so. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, they're they're older brothers. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Anything else on the on the book? Anything else? I think it's a great book one. It the ending definitely you know plans for book two. So it doesn't feel kind of like PJ was saying. It doesn't feel like an end. It feels kind of like a comma. Yeah. So yeah. which I'm I'm cool with because you know I'm going to read them all. Right. So. Exactly. I'm excited because now once. <laughs> Bye, I'm gonna go start reading. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> That's what I'm doing with the rest of my night. Yeah. It's a it's a chunky section too. I was listening to it like I was saying when I was working out and I didn't get through it all, but I got through the first three chapters and I think it's like three hours of audio or something like that, like seventy or eighty pages. So nice. it's a it's chunky seven chapters. Good. But yeah, I wonder indeed. if it's any more setup. One of my pet peeves, and I hope this doesn't happen because then like calling it out but is when an author like re-explains everything in the second book it's like if you didn't read the first book that's your own fucking problem i don't need to be re-explained to i realize it happens because there's time in between but we of course wait and then read them all at once so Mm -hmm. right yeah that's one of the reasons for instance that's one of the things that i really appreciate about some fantasy series like the first law where there isn't like a whole magic system that you have to go and re-explain to me uh-huh. or like try to. So like Joe like, never forget. has to ex- reset the status this. quo. Yeah. <laughs> In our heads. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I totally get that. And I'm not going to talk about it, but I, I did read it today. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited now that we get to get into this book because this yes. is where 
like Jade City for me was like, wow, that is so cool. I really like it. Eight and a half out of ten. And then Jade War was like, that's where my brain broke and was like, this is an all time series for me. Awesome. So, similar to Red Rising with Pump Golden it Sun. Up. So middle books. Yeah. <laughs> See, normally Excited. everyone hates the middle child, but that oh, is. I love <laughs> middle books are usually the darkest. Give me give me that dark shit. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm a fan. Awesome. I'm a fan of them. Looking forward to it. Well, I appreciate cool. you introducing me to another good book. You have a high record, so don't fuck up. <laughs> We're doing well so far. Don't All fall from grace. Right. <laughs> I will never. I will never. I've yet <laughs> I've yet to be steered super wrong, so I'm sure that helps. But okay, cool. With that, next week is our first episode of Jade War, where we will be reading chapter one through seven, which is very exciting. So awesome. chapters one through seven of Jade War. Read it. Whoop whoop. Read it. Do it. What are you waiting for? cowards so that's where we'll leave you for this week thanks as always to andrew and tim for helping us keep the shows going you know spinning up right now howler pod's new website and this sort of back-end production is one of the things that we've going on in the show and tim is working very hard on that andrew had like a backlog of five episodes that he went through and mastered this weekend of a bunch of different shows that we've had just kind of sitting there for a while that we need to finish but yeah they they do a ton of work to make sure that we sound good and that all this works out so appreciate you guys check out all of our links in the show notes of course you can find hellerpod high key obsessed as well as all of our social scheduled patreon and if you want to find us on any platforms words whiskey pod on twitter instagram and reddit you can join our patreon at patreon.com forward slash words whiskey you can buy our t-shirts on t public again on the links so I want to thank Ziva for being our private party sponsor for Daisy Jones and the Six. We're going to be recording that soon and releasing it for patrons first and then putting it out on the Short Pours feed. So we're excited to give it a go. I've heard it's good. Should be fun. Nice. Don't forget to rate and review Words and Whiskey. Five stars only. If you don't give five stars only, then you're not allowed to keep reading. And that would be very sad for you. Perfect. Well, this is for sure an experiment. We haven't done anything like this before, but I think it's going to go well. I I love this trio. Mm -hmm. I think that we speak well together and we have a good sort of rapport, as we should after two months of covering the same book all together. But yeah, thank you guys for being here. This has been great. Well done, gentlemen. The conspiracy triangle for the win. The the conspiracy (laughs) triangle. (laughs) 